This life is so ridiculously short. The Bible calls it a vapor. It's like the steam off a boiling pot. It didn't start this way. This was not God's plan for us. Even hell was originally made just for the devil and his fallen angels. Our great-grandparents were made immortal. But in an act of unbelief and disobedience, the choice was made to follow Satan and consequently death. God was grieved in his heart for the sons of Adam and sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ the Redeemer, to purchase the souls of men and made a way of escape from this futility. Jesus said in John 6, verse 51, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. It's absolutely amazing that through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, this bizarre vapor can be transformed into eternal, fruitful, and glorious life. Jesus calls it born again, born again, this time of the Spirit of God. Are you born again? Are you ready to be washed clean of all sin and shame? Do you crave for the power to break all of life's embarrassing bondages? Isn't it time you escape this vapor? Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now, for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Romans chapter 1, 21 through 23. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. God said, Psalms 14:1, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Man said, about 14 billion years ago, this universe, and eventually us, just popped into existence from nothing. The ultimate free lunch. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said feature article 743 that will once again confirm the inerrancy of God's holy word found in the majority text authorized King James Version of the Bible. All of these features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of childlike faith and as bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Be sure to take advantage of three very useful tools on God Said, Man Said. One, you have questions, God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword in the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Two, use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and easy. Number three, imagine you can download nearly 185 hours of God said, man said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. Thank you for coming. May the face of our God shine upon you with light and truth. God's critics speak so boldly against the tenets of the faith. They publish their foolishness as fact, and most folks never get around to examining the claims. 
John Q. Public is carpet-bombed daily by academic unbelief. The typical hearer will acquiesce to what the Bible calls the deceivableness of unrighteousness, or at least this onslaught will remain as a vague, lingering doubt. According to the King of Glory, where there is doubt, the mountain will not move. This doubt can only be destroyed and totally obliterated by the words of God. The headline in the May 22, 2015 edition of The Week reads, A Galaxy Far, Far Away. Two sentences follow. Powerful telescopes have enabled astronomers to look back in time and identify the oldest and most distant galaxy ever discovered, reports the Washington Post. The galaxy, known as EGS-ZS-1, formed 13.1 billion years ago, or relatively soon after the Big Bang gave birth to the universe, 13.8 billion years ago, end of quote. They quote redshift theology to substantiate their claims. This concept, by the way, is fraught with huge problems. Yet they deliver the message of billions as fact when the earth and its universe are simply just over 6,000 years of age. This God said, man said feature will be just another of approximately 100 that continue to certify the word of God's position on creation and its chronology. It's time to clear the doubt. In May of 1980, the most violent natural disaster of the modern era happened in the U.S. state of Washington. In a multi-page feature titled Lasting Lessons from Mount St. Helens, the April-June 2015 publication of Answers Magazine weighs in with powerful information. The excerpts that follow were written by Dr. Andrew Snelling. Dr. Snelling holds a Ph.D. in geology from the University of Sydney and has worked as a consultant research geologist in both Australia and America. Author of numerous scientific articles, Dr. Snelling is now director of research at Answers in Genesis, USA. Excerpts follow. On May 18, 1980, at 8.32 a.m., the initial blast of steam equivalent to 20 megatons of TNT, destroyed the northern side of the once pristine cone-shaped volcano. Within a few minutes, an area of about 230 square miles was devastated. The total energy output during the subsequent nine-hour eruption was equivalent to 440 million tons of TNT, approximately 33,000 Hiroshima atomic bombs. That's about one such atomic bomb exploding every second for nine hours. More than two-thirds of a cubic mile of rock was ejected and pulverized to ash, which blasted up to 16 miles into the atmosphere. The ash cloud stem was 10 miles wide, and the mushroom top was 40 miles wide and 15 miles high. Winds in the atmosphere dispersed the ash eastward at 60 miles per hour, blanketing 11 states and several Canadian provinces with dust. Some towns were engulfed in complete darkness at midday. The, vo the volcanic blast of May 18, 1980, traveling at an initial speed of over 650 miles per hour, destroyed the forest and the surrounding 230 square miles within 10 minutes. Douglas firs as tall as 200 feet were instantly stripped of their branches and snapped like toothpicks. The enormous log mat floating on Spirit Lake lost its bark and branches, 
rubbed off by the abrasive action of wind and waves. Scuba investigators of the lake bottom subsequently revealed that sheets of bark intermingled with volcanic sediments had formed a layer of peat more than three feet thick. Together with broken branches and root materials, the sheets of bark gave that peat a coarse texture and a layered appearance. The Spirit Lake peat resembles both compositionally and texturally certain coal beds of the eastern United States. The Spirit Lake peat accumulated in just five years. The Spirit Lake peat is texturally and compositionally similar to the coarse content of coal beds, which secular geologists believe require many thousands of years to accumulate. Many geologists claim that coal beds formed by a very slow accumulation of organic material in vast swamps where the plants grew in place. By slow accumulation, they estimated about a thousand years was required to form each inch of coal. However, the texture of coal doesn't match what we find in typical swamp peat today. Swamp peat is very fine with a texture looking like coffee grounds or mashed potatoes. The roots of the plants growing in the swamps break up the bark, making the peat homogeneous. We may find large root material in modern swamp peat, but sheets of bark are extremely rare. The lesson from Spirit Lake is that coal beds can do form and can, excuse me, and do form rapidly due to a catastrophic destruction of forest, not the slow and gradual growth of plants and swamps. The flood would have destroyed the earth's forest in a matter of weeks, and the floating, jostling logs would produce bark that then sank to form most of the earth's coal layers. Nearly two years later, on March 19, 1982, the hot volcanic ash from another explosive eruption of Mount St. Helens melted a thick snowpack in the crater, creating a destructive sheet-like flood of water and mud, which became a mud flow. Reaching the earlier deposits blocking Spirit Lake, the flow cut channels through the debris at a speed of 40 miles per hour. Individual canyons up to 140 feet deep appeared in a single day. On either side of the canyons were elevated plateaus resembling the north and south rims of the Grand Canyon. Side canyons also appeared, resembling the side canyons of the Grand Canyon, technically known as gully-headed and amphitheater-headed side canyons. The breach did not cut straight through, although, but took a a meandering path similar to the meandering path of the Grand Canyon through the high plateaus of northern Arizona. Indeed, this little Grand Canyon of the Tuttle River is one-fortieth scale model of the real Grand Canyon. This amazing feature was cut through the soft debris, but another eruption two months later, May 19, 1982, melted a snowpack that cut through hard basalt bedrock. The resulting Lewitt Canyon was more than 100 feet deep. Nearby, the avalanche cut through lava and ash layers excuse me, to form a third canyon, Step Canyon, up to 600 feet deep. Small creeks now flow through these deep canyons. In other places, geologists assume creeks cut the surrounding canyons very slowly over a very long time period. Yet at Mount St. Helens, they know that the canyons formed first and formed extremely rapidly. The long time scales that geologists assign to the erosion of deep canyons are erroneous. Deep canyons could have formed very rapidly, including the Grand Canyon of Arizona, during and immediately after the flood of Noah. 
In the June 1992, a large sample was collected from the surface of one of the last lava flows, probably from the year 1986. Samples were sent to a laboratory in 1996 to be radiometrically dated using the potassium-argon method. This method measures the amount of argon atoms that presumably formed from the radioactive decay of potassium atoms in the lava after it cooled. The rock was a mere 10 years old, but the potassium-argon clock dated the rock at 350,000 years old, and minerals within it dated at up to 2.4 million years old. These results are consistent with many reports in the literature of numerous other lava samples from around the world that have similarly yielded highly erroneous potassium-argon ages. This unquestionably demonstrates that the radioactive dating methods are fraught with difficulties that render them unreliable. If the assumptions are faulty, they can produce incorrect dates. So when we see old dates that contradict the biblical time frame, we can be certain they are based on mistaken assumptions and must be radically adjusted. End of quotes. What does the world's ungodly textbooks of evolution offer their adherents? The answer to God is, He doesn't exist. He is nothing. The answer to morality and sin is, It doesn't exist. It is nothing. The answer to where we came from is, Basically nothing. The answer to what is our purpose is, Nothing. The answer evolution gives to us when one goes, where one goes, excuse me, after death is, Nowhere, because you are a product of nothing. What answers does God offer His children in His Holy Bible? Is there a God? Yes. And He is the Almighty Creator of all and Father of His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Everything. The answer to morality and sin is simple. God's Word is the moral standard, and sin is to be shunned, lest it block us from everything good and beautiful. Where do we come from? You are a descendant of Adam and Eve, who was created by God. What is the purpose of the redeemed? To work in the Father's business, to enjoy His goodness, and to inherit everything. The Bible's answer to life after death is heaven or hell, and we choose which. Heaven is eternal paradise, where the believer is one with God through Christ Jesus and enjoys everything that is good and beautiful. The world offers nothing. God's Word offers everything. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Choose life and live. God said, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Romans 1-21 through 23, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like a corruptible man, into birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. God said, Psalms 14, verse 1, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Man said, About 14 billion years ago, this universe, and eventually us, just popped into existence from nothing. The ultimate free lunch. Now you have the record.